only way to expose the truth is to be indecent. Two men might just be indecent enough to do it. Enter a wannabe amateur disc golfer who reads Reddit threads and a fake cowboy who lifts weights. This is Indecent Exposure. It's time to plunge down the rabbit hole with your hosts, Ryan and Sam. Is that loud enough for you? Holy shit, brother. My, my ears are bleeding. I, I died from Friday Night Lights or uh, another, not another teen movie where he's like concussions left and he's bleeding from the ears. <laughs> Holy shit. Dude, it's, it's just like when you get into a Call of Duty map and <laughs> yeah, the helicopters yeah. are just yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> It just it's just an ear rape holy shit man yeah lord welcome to the show yeah yeah that's better than a cup of coffee right there my goodness get you get you I, going it gets I'm, people going i am amped up like let's go run a marathon by the way uh i don't know if you saw my shirt it's it's back black and mild, black and mild bros black and mild bros is what we wore for our uh me and brandon's disc golf tournament that we played a couple weeks ago did you get those custom made? Yeah, Deb made them. Oh, Deb with their cricket? Yeah, with their cricket. It's fucking sweet, dude. So if you need I anything, need to order my hat. Yeah. If you need anything, she's got a she's setting up a website. That's awesome. She's been pumped. Pon- she's been pumped. pondering on a name for since I got it for her birthday, which was uh two months ago. So, you know, if you got any suggestions, throw them out there because we get a ton of comments on all of our YouTube um, you know, <laughs> videos. I would just really love some feedback. All 18 of you subscribers. Yeah. You guys are so wild. All you. Yeah. All the comments that we get from you guys, just it's so, it's so nice. It's overwhelming. It's at this uh, point. the I'm overwhelmed, uncanny. And I just feel like we have the best community. I do feel like we have a fantastic community of listeners and I feel like we have a great audience. Um, yeah. Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back cheers. to another one. Cheers. cheers. Hey, cheers. Cheers it yeah. up. Cheers. Cheers to our Christmas cup. Mm. supporting the the milk theme um yeah it's a bunch of i feel like you gotta do something with her dairy background i mean i'm literally wearing a hat that she got from a meeting and it's like an a co-op of farmers and she's like someone's gonna ask you one of these days what you do for the central equity co-op and i'm they're gonna be like this guy has no idea what he's talking about he has exposed i don't i I just have a wife that works for him or works fine. With them. Works, yeah, so, it's fine. It's all good. Well, let's go um, up to date, man. What's we've? When was our last? I can't remember when our last episode like, was. Well, it's a, a week ago, ago or so. It's been about a little, maybe a little over a week. What did we even talk about last time? Um, last time was the WEF. Oh yeah, that was a good episode. Klaus Schwab. It was a good one. Today we're going to talk about taxes and how the government's straight up bending you over. Um. It's Which you probably government. already know, but we're going to tell well, you again. It, it is, it's partially the government. Um, <clears throat> so we're just going to go through like a beef, beef, a brief history. I got a good video kind of explaining what the main drivers are and, and why we have to do our taxes every year, unlike um, pretty much every other first world country, um, i.e. Europe. I don't know. I don't know how like Asia does it. So I, you know, mm. but. 
I'm sure it's not as bad as ours. And and reality, like it's not as bad, but like everyone I'm talking to this year is just like, how do I owe money this year? Like, wh- why am I like everyone I've talked to is like I'm getting just absolutely bent over and it's ridiculous. And I'm I question it. And I have ever since I've had to file my own taxes, like it's a guessing game, right? Just of the government's like, hey. We know how much you owe. Go ahead and uh, tell us. And we're like, if you're wrong, straight to jail. You're going to jail. Straight to jail. Yeah, yeah, I, dude. I don't. I don't know. I was. I owed this year, and that I was. I was shocked. But I mean, yeah. it's probably you know that you think of all the bills that they've been passing, and all these, you know, foreign spending bills, and you know, sending all this money to Ukraine. I'm sure that's why we owe more money, is because. They're so, they're so, we're just so far in debt. They got to, yeah. you know, I, but I, I don't know. It's it, probably it, inflation has a lot to do with it as well. I don't think, to be honest, I, I don't want to call you out, but I don't think that has anything to do with it. Um, no, seriously. I have I, no idea. I'm pretty sure. Um, so we always had like a standard deduction of like 12, uh, 25, 12, 5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that happened before Donald Trump. Uh, took office where he reformed the tax plan from what I remember. And I should have done some more research is that his tax plan started off like really like low for all middle class. And it was like really good for the first couple of years. And then it starts to like increase and increase over time. I think I'm pretty sure um, it, it may, or maybe it was just a flat rate, but I I'm not sure, but it was a tax reform bill that he had 2016 that kind of changed how much deductions were, and it was supposed to support the middle class um, on how much you're supposed to get back from the government. So really, when, you, when, you, when you're doing your taxes, and if you come out even, or if you owe a couple hundred dollars, or if you get back a couple hundred dollars, you're doing good. It means that uh, you're getting the most out of your paycheck, you're withholding the right amount of money um, that the government's not taking away from you. And th- like, if you're in that like 500 to to Plus or minus five hundred, you're 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 doing something right. But everything, everyone I've talked to this year, um, it just seems like they owe like catastrophically more. And this year, I just filed mine on Sunday, and we owed around six hundred, which is about what we've owed for the past couple of years. So, meaning we're we're getting the most out of our paychecks, which I'm obviously a, a fan of. Uh, but I was kind of tired of always owing, well, Kansas apparently. So I, I just redid like how much I'm withholding, put it back to zero. I think I was withholding one, which the more that you withhold or the more numbers you put in, the more money you get in your paycheck, but the more you end during tax time. So like if, if you want more money, you can put one or two or I don't even think you can go up to three. Um, but then you'll owe. But then you're going to owe a shit ton. I think it only goes up to two because the way that I've always looked at it is withholding. Like if you have zero, you're not withholding any taxes. Like they're going to take out more taxes. Dude, and I thought the same thing, but it's the opposite. What do you mean? Zero means you, you're you getting your, your tax. You're getting the most taxed out of that bracket. Two would be the, the least. And I thought the same thing, but like Debs are just sending me. I dude, I promise you, I thought that was it too. I don't know if something changed, but I because I, I always heard that like I always was supposed to withhold 
one from I, my camera. I need to get a new camera. It's going to go in and out. Um, the more you withhold, the more the government would take from your paycheck. They would keep. They basically get a free loan from you, and then I'd get that money back at, You know, in the first quarter um, of the new year. And the more I like read about it and Deb was sending me articles, it was like, no, you need to be at zero because that's the most that the government's going to take out yeah. of your paycheck. Yeah. I had it backwards. Oh, I thought you the putting one, down two? I was putting one. Oh. Well, you, one's usually like when you break even. That's what I thought too, but um, <laughs> I, I don't know. There's something weird, and I haven't changed my like W4 since – or my W two W four since. So what did you put on your? What did you put on your? Did you change it? I just change it. Yeah, I just change it to zero for both for state and yeah, federal. That's what I have. Which I have federal was zero and federal we owed like one hundred and fifty bucks something like that. It wasn't much, but Kansas we owed like six hundred. Yeah. So well, I, Kansas also has a really high tax rate, so I change that to zero. Hopefully, it will be better. I was just going to say, since we're talking about W4s, there's a W4 guy from Vanderbilt University. It says, by placing a zero on line five, you're indicating that you want the most amount of tax taken out. That's what I thought. Each pay period. That's what I thought. If you wish to claim one for yourself instead, then less tax is taken out of your pay each period. So the higher the number, the less the tax they take out, which will accumulate to you. The less of tax. Right, right. Okay, so that makes sense. And I think I read that wrong for the longest time. Mm. But... Yeah, and that's really shitty too. Like, because you're at the end of the year and you're like, Yeah, well, I looked at my paychecks and they were taking a ton of money out, right? And now here I am and I owe them more money, right? Right? It's really, it is really saddening when you see like your gross income and then you see how much the government takes out, and you're like, Man, I'm supposed to be making it, and it's not my salary, but let's just say I'm making a hundred thousand dollars a year, and the government's taking like $30,000 $30,000 of that, if not more, I, I don't really know what the number is. And you're only grossing like a third of what you're actually making, or uh, two thirds of what you're actually, you know, supposed to be making. It's catastrophic. And I kind of wish that instead of we had like a, just a straight income tax or state taxes on like all this, that like just everything that you buy is taxed higher, right? Like, just goods and services. I, I, I really feel like I shouldn't have to be taxed on my income because I'm going and putting in 40 plus hours of work a week. And, I, and, I agree. and, and this is a crazy thing. It's like, we said, screw you, Britain, and we're not going to do this because you're taxed us. And here's the early thing that uh, we got pissed about is that the British government taxed us, um, on a head tax, so like a per, it should have been like an income tax, basically, real estate taxes, so owning property, which I think is fair, and the tea tax. Those were like the only three, and the people that already the colonizers that were already here were like, "Fuck you, we're not doing that," and said, "No, let's go to war over it." And so that's how <laughs> our country was like, "No, you're not going to do that. We're going to be our own country now." Bye, <laughs> see ya. Bye, bye. So that was kind of like the start of it, right? And so there was a couple of taxes that like the government wanted to impose. And some of the early ones that were uh, imposed on us were, they say, excise taxes, which is just like specific goods and services. 
such as alcohol. I think tobacco was one. And and funny thing, tea was, but I think it was probably taxed at a more minimal amount. It's probably not as popular as um, tea was probably more popular in the States back in the day before we, yeah, got, we like dumped tea. it all. Get your fucking tea yeah, out of here. Yeah, we drank coffee and methamphetamine. Take your tea tax and f- shove it. Right, right. And we said, you know what we should do to Coca-Cola is put actual Coke in this. That'll get people like our stuff. Anywho. <laughs> yes. So, okay. So the first estate tax was enacted in 19, or sorry, 1797 in order to fund the U.S. Navy. It was re- repealed and then reinstated over the years as a need to finance the wars. Uh, the modern estate tax, as we know, is is was ent- implemented in 1916, so 107 years ago. Good math. Got our first math. Thanks. Yeah, I, I deal with numbers all day. I hope I can do simple math. Um. So here's a, a like kind of an overview of some of the taxes that were delivered over the years. Uh, a gift tax, so like buying someone a gift, uh, self-explanatory, was a f- one of the first taxes we had in 1924. Sales taxes was imposed by the states, but not by the federal government, which I think is still true this day. If I go buy something in the state of Kansas, you know, I think it's like 9%. If I go buy something in Missouri, it's around like six and a half, seven percent 7%, I believe. I, federal doesn't tax me for goods as, and, and services, as far as I know, as far as I know. Um, so I think that's still true. Uh, the first sales tax was enacted in West Virginia in 1921. And then follows suit by 18 more states by like the next like 15 years. So they're like, okay, this is good, which is kind of funny because this is like right around the time of the Great Depression. It's like Mm -hmm. we're low on money. We can print more and we can tax people. Let's do that. And then then we fall into a great recession because no one has credit for when they buy stuff. Right. It's always later. Right. And so it was was kind of just like, okay, we're going to give people money that they can just credit and then but they they got to owe us because that's that should be taxed as anything that you buy and i'm like well you're just creating uh, a zero funditure and you know and not not an investment but like you're not you're not creating money you're not creating anything of value at that point right you're losing money you you're could just, argue you're losing money not it's even just breaking a, even. it's just you're just showing what inflation is that you're just creating a zero net worth. And in fact, making the U S dollar even more uh, moneyless than what it, it is worth. And then uh, FDR signed the social security act in 1935, which I think was a great thing, right? You retired at age. And I don't know what it was back in 1935. I'm sure it was a lot younger because of the death rates. Um, so by the age of, let's say back in the day, 50 years old, you can retire and hopefully that social security and all the prior generations is going to pay how you're going to live out your dying days. And you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have to have a retirement. Government's got you, you, you put in your 30, 40 years, you know, kind of like the, what pensions were back in the day. And now that we know um, in this day and age, we don't even have enough money to pay anyone past the age of, I think 67 is now the retirement age. When you can start getting social Sounds security. Right. Sounds right. Yeah. It's I mean, crazy. That provides Medicare, Medicaid as yeah. well. True. Um, yeah. Our only forms of uh, socialized, socialized healthcare. Um, Which sucks too. 
So when that was enacted in 1935, they first started collecting in 1937, and they didn't pay that out until 1940. Um, so yeah, that was Social Security. Um, okay, so tax rates then and now. So tax rates tend to change, obviously. Um, in 1913, for example, the marginal tax rate was about 1% of the income. Uh, and these are just not. Anyways, I should have read through this a little bit more. But the tax rates were just really low at the start. Um, they were around 8%. Kind of like where are I think our federal tax rates are at what? 6%, 7%, 8%. I think it's around there still. No, 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 no. I, I got that wrong. Like collectively. By World War One, it was almost eighty <laughs> percent. What? So, yeah, yeah. Here, let me show you this real quick. This is this graph that I'm looking at, um, which is crazy. I, and World War Two was even higher. Okay, so here we are at the start, 1913. We're at seven percent. Here, let me zoom in a little bit. Uh, we're, we're one, we're at 77% and then great depression happens. Let's still charge 24%. <laughs> Crazy. Fucking almost 80%. Was that just to, that's just to fund the war. Is that why? I think so. And then world I'm, war two, same thing over almost hundred percent of your money was going to the war. 94%. And I don't know if there was tax brackets or like everyone was just, you're getting a hundred dollars a day, but you're only receiving $6 of that. Which would be crazy. So really high back in the day, which is I can't even believe that it was that high. When does then, it cut off? Like what year does it does this graph cut off? Um, two thousand twenty-two. So pretty current. Oh, which we're at. 30, and then is that the average? I think that's average. Because now we have like yeah. someone that make like someone that makes twenty-four thousand dollars a year. Yeah, marginal five. Yeah, marginal make, tax rate. Yeah. Yeah. This meant all taxpayers. So single, married, heads of households, that changed over times. Um so right now the highest it says the highest marginal tax rate is currently at 37%. So the pipe people that are making over I think what 400 k is what at least Biden proposed for for us. Say that again? I think if you make anything, I, I don't know if this is law yet, but basically anything over uh, $400,000, you are in the like top bracket of tax oh. taxes at 34%, which let me do some quick math, math real quick. If you're getting paid 400000 so bare minimum, paying tax 150 k basically, that's a lot of money. So you're only bringing home 250, and I'm not saying 250k like is not a livable wage. It's very, yeah, it's very, very. You're doing, you're doing fine. You don't. You're doing your top one percent. Yeah, you don't earners. need to. You don't need a dual income. You can live in a. You can live fairly nice and probably a four or five, six hundred thousand dollar house with a couple kids, couple cars. Wife doesn't have to work, and you're fine. I I would think. I would think like. Yeah, money might be tight for someone like that, but it's also a six hundred thousand dollar house. Probably have a couple of nice cars, a couple of kiddos. Even if you don't have kids, like even power to you. Um, 
And that's kind of like where we started. So we, we, like it wasn't as bad as it was back in <laughs> obviously uh, 1918 or 1944. We're at World War II and getting taxed at 94%. That's insane. And it would carry that way until 1963, which until 1964, it dropped to 70%. And then in 1981, the Economic Recovery Tax Act dropped it down to 50%. And then we had another tax reform in 86, down to 28%, which was the lowest in our history since um, basically like inception of, of taxes. So it's 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 really funny how America's like screw you Britain we're done with these taxes and then like a hundred years later and I I'm pretty sure the first uh, like income tax and I think I just read this was from the Civil War so thanks America <laughs> no, do I'm, it to I'm yourself <laughs> right um so that was like the inception of it and that was kind of to fund the union to go to battle with those southerner. Loving them, southern taps. Yeah, they they really love their minorities enough to uh, fight to not have their freedom. Um. So now, I, um, taxes. I mean, every it seems like every twenty years now, like there's some sort of tax reform. Our day and age, our inflation is is so high right now, I and mean, I'm talking 2023, where we've been considered. Uh, oh, sorry, by this. By this uh, this presidency, we're not considered uh, in a recession because they redefine the terms and and convenient. Uh, yeah, when in the old definition, if you go into receptions, because you have two negative GDP incomes uh, per two quarter, quarters, two quarters in a row, considered yeah. in a reception recession. So what the uh, I wish it was a reception. Reception, yeah. So the reserve, what they do to try to alleviate uh, the amount of goods and services being devalued is by increasing the interest, mm-hmm. and so it creates more. Which value, we're living in. Which we're living in. That's why houses, if you go buy right now, are seven, eight, nine percent uh, that you're going to be paying on on a loan. So and they're selling for way higher than they. Yeah, yeah. If you're, let's just say. You're going to buy a $100,000 house, which three years ago only cost it 50000 which is significant. And probably like what we've seen in a lot of housing, you're going to be paying not only twice as much for that house. It only costs $50,000, but also probably three times as much a month just to own that house, which is crazy. For a house yeah. that doesn't that doesn't even cost that much. And the amount of interest... Like, six, like se- almost seven? Is it like six? I'm pretty sure it's seven. Current interest rate yeah bank of america get get out of here seven <laughs> seven point five percent oh my god uh and right now the adjustable rate seven point seven so adjustable you never want to be in that because basically the, anytime it goes up so like five years ago it might have been three and a half percent but now when the interest goes up to seven your house payment goes from maybe eight hundred dollars now you're paying fifteen hundred dollars a month, which is crazy. Just because like it's adjustable, you don't ever want to get into that. So people like myself that got into a fixed rate at three and a half percent, which we refinanced, I think, in twenty twenty, right before the pandemic, 
popping champagne and you're fist I'm popping champagne. I'm locked in at three and a half percent, baby. And I'm like, yeah, our housing has, uh, you know, increased in value by like fucking five, fivefold. Like my parents didn't see the growth that they saw in the, the time that I lived there my entire life. And we saw it in five years of owning this house. It's insane. This house is not worth what Overland Park is saying it's worth. Not even close. I'll be the first one to tell you. Yeah, you will. I will. Um, so. How's that vodka Sprite? Uh, refreshing. <laughs> Doing a lot of talking. Yeah. So. Um, Lubricate your cords. Thank you. Sorry. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. All right. So now that we got that down, know how money works, right? No, we'll never know. I I summed it all up. No, we won't. So that brings us into our discussion. Our main discussion is how in the hell are we not like as developed in other countries where the, the government already knows what you have to pay every single year, which I don't know why we have to do this every single year. There shouldn't be a tax day where I'm like, hey, government, here's how much money. I'm supposed to owe you. Why isn't that just like taken out of my paycheck every single year? So I don't have a day where I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see if I get a couple hundred dollars back or I have to owe the government another $600. Aren't they taking enough of my money and I just think sending it wherever? I think it's a form of auditing because they're trying to say, okay, you said like you claimed this amount of, this amount of tax. Let's see if you actually owe us more or if we owe you more. I think that's like the idea behind it, but like to what we were talking about earlier, I don't, I like the income tax to me is just like, it's, I, I feel like that's criminal. Like, why am I criminal. giving, why am I earning money and then giving that to the government when I'm already paying taxes on my car, paying taxes on my home, I'm paying taxes on goods and services? Like, why am I giving you another chunk of my money? Right. When I'm already giving you money in anything that I pay for. Shouldn't it just be anything. like a flat thing on anything that I buy or a, a service that's delivered to me? Yeah. I think that's then, how it should be. And then even like when you talk about like, um, like, like Venmo or, or cash app, right. if someone, if someone gives you money more than what, $600, $600. Like you, have to re- you have to report that. And it's like, what? I'm not going to, I I'm gifted this person. That. Okay. Graduation, whatever, sure. special occasion, birthday, whatever. I'm gifting this person this amount of money so that they can go and put it to good use or whatever. It's their money now. Why am I reporting that to you? And and then you have like the greatest trader of all time. And when I say trader, like stock trader, Nancy oh, Pelosi's trip. husband the is the goat. Every year his just goat. like his margins are off the wall. Like and that guy gets away with stealing, basically stealing millions of dollars a year. And I have to go and report if someone gives me $600 because I won fantasy football this year. Yeah. Which I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. Congrats. But I, I'm not going to report that on my taxes because I earned $500 and 99, $599.99. Mm. Wink. So our league isn't worth that much. No, no, it is. Tell, Maybe your, it is. tell your wieners to shut up, by the way. I can they're excited. Them. They're excited. 
There's one happy wieners. And and I agree to that point. It's so back ass words that it just doesn't make any sense, brother. No, it doesn't. Like that's why I'm really intrigued by um this flat tax. That's being proposed. That's been proposed. I don't it's probably not gonna get passed, but it's it's elim- a great thing. It is, dude. Like eliminating the IRS would be fantastic for everyone, but I, I think the IRS needs to remain. I think it's the separate entities that are pushing them to drive them to be hasty or like, you know, um, I don't know the right word, but just like it's it's not fair to the people. It, I mean, it's never fair because there's so much that goes into the government that it's like, how can you control anything? But let's just try to control one thing at a time. It's our money and and everything that people work for, our hard-earned blood, sweat, and tears go into um, a 40-hour work week or probably, you know, some people that's part-time. But um, what really pisses me off is Intuit and TurboTax and H&R Block. How are these still institutions that are standing buildings? I'm okay with their third party and their their – with the government, which they are to a degree, they're more of like a second party, but they shouldn't be influencing how we do our taxes every year. So I have a good video of kind of the inception of where Intuit um, started from and how they're still bending every single American over right now. Roll it. Let's make sure it has audio. Do it. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's going to. TurboTax, America's number one free tax filing software, scammed its customers out of billions of dollars. From a company claiming to offer a free product, that is quite impressive. After years of scamming customers into unneeded fees and add-ons, they've finally been caught and forced to offer refunds to the millions of Americans who they scammed. Now, to fully understand how TurboTax got away with this scam for so long, we have to go all the way back to the year 1999. That's the year that TurboTax first offered its online tax filing service. This program allowed individuals to skip going to an accountant and send their tax filing directly to the IRS and get an acknowledgement of its acceptance in just 24 hours. Before that, the process had to be done with snail mail and you could end up waiting weeks to find out if your return was accepted or if you need to refile. TurboTax online service was a massive improvement and a whopping 4.2 million copies of the 1999 version of TurboTax was sold that year, making the parent company Intuit a boatload of money. Now this cash cow of a product was nearly destroyed a few years later when everyone's favorite government agency, the IRS, announced plans to create a free online tax filing tool directly on their website for all Americans to use. Intuit, as well as H&R Block and other tax services, lobbied against this plan as they knew it would decrease their profits. Sam was taking a quick smoke break. After spending hundreds of millions in bribes, I mean donations, to various lobbyist groups and senators, the IRS and these tax companies came to a compromise. TurboTax and other tax services 
would be required to offer a free filing service for Americans who made less than $66,000 a year. And in exchange for these companies offering those services, the IRS agreed to not create their own free tax filing software. While TurboTax and other companies had to offer this free service, they had no intention of making it easy for the majority of Americans to use the free version and instead made it the top priority to funnel all of its users directly to their paid service, despite year after year spending millions on TV ads promoting that their service was free. Free! 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 free. That's right. TurboTax free is free. Free, 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 free. TurboTax has a few different services they offer, but the main one they push is known as TurboTax Free. This service claims that simple tax returns are free. However, the deceptive wording means that the majority of people who use the service end up paying some amount of fees, ranging from around $50 all the way up to $300 per filing. The fine print states that a simple tax return would include a W-2 only. A W-2 is the basic form you receive from an employer if you had a traditional job. However, if you have any additional tax documents, TurboTax then classifies your return as no longer being simple, and then they start reaming you with fees. Most Americans have some form of alternative income that makes their return no longer simple in TurboTax's terms of service. Anything from student loan payments, the sale of stocks, child support payments, or gig economy work would disqualify you from their free service, and you're forced to pay to file. As someone with- <laughs> Sorry. I was like, what? Why? Why? Why am I in the center of attention right now? <laughs> I, I thought I was gonna change the view to like put you on top of me. Oh, you uh, would like that view. Anyways. And back to it. I've used TurboTax my entire adult <laughs> life. I've had to pay to file with them since 2015, as I've had many different income sources including payments from Google, the parent company of YouTube, which sends me a 1099 form every year. TurboTax allows me and others to sign up for their free plan, and then hours into filing or tax return, right before the end, they let you know that you have to pay a fee to file since your return is not considered simple. What makes the company even more nefarious is that TurboTax actually did allow most Americans to file for free, even if your taxes were complicated, under their program known as TurboTax Free File. What truly was deceptive was that the free file program was hidden from the public to make it nearly impossible to find. If you tried Googling the page, it wouldn't come up, as TurboTax had included a robot.txt file on the page, which prevented Google from indexing the page and showing up when searched for. Now, all of this was eventually discovered in 2019 by the organization known as ProPublica, which released a scathing report on the dark dealings of TurboTax and their continued effort to make sure the U.S. tax code remains as complicated as possible so most Americans need to pay for their services when the tax system in most other countries is much simpler. Next time you get a headache filing your taxes, remember to thank TurboTax and other tax services who make sure it stays complicated. In response to ProPublica's report, the CEO of Intuit released a statement making it clear they weren't scamming anyone, just trying to help Americans find the right product for their complicated tax filing needs. He went on to say there was nothing shady about hiding their actual free program webpage, as this was a common practice many websites used, and he stated TurboTax's services are far better than a new potential free filing form that the IRS was planning on releasing. This did not go over well, and thousands of unhappy customers began demanding refunds from TurboTax and issuing chargebacks on credit cards as well. 
Initially, TurboTax refunded most of the claims, but as more came in, TurboTax changed their tune and eventually stopped issuing refunds. Needless to say, this upset a lot of people, which eventually led to the FTC suing into it and forcing the company to pay back $141 million to customers they scammed in 2022. While this is obviously a step in the right direction, it's a small amount they have to give back considering the billions the company has made from this scam over the years. After the report broke exposing this company, TurboTax tried to strong-arm the government into renewing their deal that would prohibit the IRS from creating their own free filing service, but due to public outrage, the bill allowing this did not pass the Senate in 2019. As of 2023, TurboTax has withdrawn its services from the IRS free filing program and no longer offers most of their free programs. They still advertise their main product as free, but like before, most people end up having to pay some fees to use it once they actually sign up. By leaving the free file program, TurboTax can now offer this deceptive service without threat of future lawsuits as they are no longer in the program requiring them to offer free services. It's unfortunate TurboTax and other tax companies have been able to scam Americans for so long with their deceptive products. Hopefully going forward, tax laws will be changed to allow for far easier online filings. In most cases, the IRS already has all of your information before you file, knowing exactly what you owe them, and it's just a logistical nightmare you have to go through to provide your return to them. But when these companies continue to donate to the government to make sure that doesn't change, I don't see this changing anytime soon. Crazy, right? So what's the point? You know, it's like, what, uh, what's the point anymore? So they can like make why, money. Oh, the government? No, so TurboTax can make money. No, I mean, like, what's, um, yeah, I'm obviously that, but like, that's always been, I've always noticed that. I've always known going into like H&R Block, TurboTax, I was like, this is, I know this isn't going to be free. Because yeah, and what blows my mind and two sorry, I don't want to cut good. you off. How is how are the H and R blocks that have like a you know brick and motor location open from May to basically December every year? They make that much money that they can pay rent for nine months out of the year. Well, when they make billions in tax season. Right. Yeah. But you were saying. What's the point? What's the point? Yeah, what's the point anymore of, you know, the government having everyone file if they already know what we owe? The only strongest argument that I've heard, and this comes from um, one of my buddy's friends. I know buddy's friends, roommates. No, I'm good friends with this guy. Um, He works for like an investment group. And he's like, the only thing that's like he can say is that they don't know your deductions. So like if you have a kid, which... The government would should probably know if I have a kid, considering they give him a social security or him and her, uh, right? They uh, social security number. Um, they would know that, but like donations, um, uh, they would know like if you're paying student loans, like that sort of thing. If you're paying interest on your student loans, so there, and that's where TurboTax is a scam, right? Because like, I would say. I'm making up a number, but I'm going to say like 80% of Americans aren't just getting a W-2. They probably have uh, investments in a car, a house. Uh, Those are just a couple of things. A lot of Americans have kids. In fact, probably uh, probably 50% of them that are over the age of at least 30, I would say. Um, 
And so like any of those, like anything that's not just related to your job, TurboTax is just going to consider that as a complex document, which it's really not. And if you've ever actually filed your documents by hand or filed taxes by hand, which I only did one year and I wasn't confident enough that it was right. I sent it into uh, H&R Block and they're like, oh, you did a really good job. You're just missing like a couple of things. And it was like revolving cryptocurrency, which that's a that's brand new to taxes in itself. Uh, I think we just have to be informed and like try to try to do it ourselves. Like there's, there's plenty of YouTube videos on how to change every single car part out there. There should be the same to be able to file, file your taxes. I think it's just the convenience of into it just saying, and I don't know, do you go through TurboTax? Is that how you, how you filed in the past? I've done both. I've done both with H and R and, and TurboTax has always been cheaper for me. So that's the, the way that I tend to go uh, next year. I'm really inclined to do them by hand and actually just file them that way to see how accurate I am. Cause your W two should show you everything that you really need to know. Ex- exceptions. Well, I'm lucky are. that I have a CPA in the family now. And, and that's the other thing is like, do you want to pay someone? Same thing as like H and R and did he find anything different than H and R? He didn't talk about H&R Block. Or uh, TurboTax and like what you did with Turbo. Because you can see what you're going to get with within TurboTax before you file. Right. Did he find anything different than what they had said? No. Because it, it's, let's be honest, like I'm going to trust a computer's accuracy way more than I'm going to trust another human for, you know, just those inaccuracies as being a human, right? Yeah. But I would go back. My only argument to the deductions thing is to your point, like the government knows if you have a kid because they get a social security number. Doesn't know how much you donated per charity. That would be honestly the only one. The government knows if you have a student loan. Which, yeah. They know it because you pay a federal student loan. It's federal. I'm pretty sure there's a certain like dollar amount that you can donate um, and it's like 60% of a certain amount that can carry for one year. The other 40% that doesn't can be applied for the next year. So that's where you see like you saw Donald Trump's tax returns where he made like $7 million one year and only paid $750 in to taxes because he owns a bunch of real estate, right? So those are write-offs for the government. So if you own real estate, you're already like ahead. If you file your taxes in a trust versus like a person, like say I like everything is claimed through a trust for myself. Um, trust can't be taxed the same way that a income can for a person. So if I say that, you know, Sam Williams LLC earned all the money for my income last year and I write, Hey, by myself, I didn't make anything. I don't have to pay any taxes. Mm-hmm. That trust. So there's ways to get around it. There's there's just no knowledge that are being taught and, you know, pre-K to, you know, obviously pre-K, but, you know, K-1 to K-12 that you're learning about how to manipulate on how to skip, skip out on paying all these taxes where, you know what, these like millionaires of people and these moguls that are worth millions of millions of dollars know how to get loopholes around this. And 
the common person, which is 98% of people don't really know how to do that. That's fair. But I would say theoretically then based on what you're saying, if the, the only deductions that the government doesn't know about are my donations. There's and, a multitude of things, but yeah. Know, that's but, one okay. Example. So donations and then like crypto and investments. Right. Those are the only deductions that the government doesn't really have an idea about. Yeah. What's funny is they know how much money you made on those investments. If you invest in the stock market or crypto though, once you report those. So then what you're saying is it's only if you sell them, only if you sell them. Okay. So then, then, I mean, it's really two forms that you need to fill out for your taxes. How much money did you make? How much, how much did you make? How much did you donate? And outside of deductions that the government actually knows about, it really should be that simple. Nate. I don't know what it's like in the EU, but I know it's probably that simple where it like takes you less than, probably 30 minutes, but I'm sitting here for two, three hours doing my, you know, taxes and going through all the different forms and like, damn, Deb, how much interest did we have to pay on our mortgage last year? I like how, how you much- looked over there. Like you were actually talking to her. Right. Yeah. Naturally. Um, it, here's where into it could be the hero at the end of the day. They could not make, um, extra money than what the government could pay them to run their tax services. Because let's be honest, anything run through the government is extremely slow. It's very paper heavy still to this day, which is so far behind. I know because my wife works for the government and like shit takes forever. You work for uh, partially county. the government, right? Well, county. Partially. Yeah, partially. Um, they could be the hero and just say, hey, this is really complex. You guys have obviously a great program into it also earn, uh, makes QuickBooks, which I think the CEO made like $27 million last year. 12, 12 million was that when she was just um, CEO for TurboTax and say, Hey, we're just going to third party this. You're going to make the money uh, that we'll give you for your program. And the government just does this. And we're just going to say, um, for every American, we're just going to take a, you know, another 0.25% of their income. And that should pay you for taxes of, of the year. And we don't have to worry about it every year. Just a suggestion. I, that will never happen, ever. Yeah. And, and this is why I don't understand people that are pro-government. Like, the... The, just the way that our taxes are is just like how how are you okay? And you see what you see how they handle money, and it's like how are you okay giving them more of your money? Yeah, it's really frustrating, man. It's really frustrating, and I I, I do not understand the people that are pro government because of this. I understand have, that government's like a necessary evil, but that doesn't mean you have to be pro them. That's that's why I like less government involved in my life taking my money when I'm already giving them all, you know, not all my money, but I'm giving them a, a lot of my money. Yeah. You are giving them a ton. Why do I want them in my life even more? You don't, you don't want any, any of them to, um, in your life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they're so, uh, financially irresponsible with how they spend 
millions and billions and i mean gosh what are we what's our current clock like 31 trillion dollar in debt Is it 31 that seems current uh debt debt current u.s debt which which we are at Oh, here we go. U.S. national debt clock, which is, it's so funny to watch this because it just like the amount of dollars that I see it rising in like five seconds, not even five seconds, and like one second is more than I make in like a half a second. This is crazy, dude. Look at this shit. So yeah, I was right. 31 trillion. Almost 32. So you're going to have the audacity the audacity mm-hmm. they will to charge me interest if I'm late on a payment or charge me with a penalty and you're 31 almost 32 trillion in the hole yeah well it, it, fucking I think, audacity I think what's crazy is like the average US debt per citizen so um, I'm just gonna, so about 94k which I would think is about right for a lot of people. It, it's ninety four k. It's probably more than that, to be honest, because most people won't own a house, right? I know my house; I owe at least two hundred thousand still, if not it, more or less. And then debt per taxpayer, so two forty seven. So that's probably about accurate, you know, considering I have student loans left and two car payments and. Other things, you, credit cards, whatnot. So this debt per ca- taxpayer. Oh, okay. Holy shit! Says the debt per taxpayer equals the U.S. national debt divided by the number of U.S. taxpayers. So, okay. Although there's 330 million, give or take, there's probably ha- about half, maybe less than half of that that actually can pay taxes. Like, because I'm excluding children, uh, non-working spouses. Right. Um, so, like, what we're spending is six trillion dollars versus what we're earning. One point five. I. They always said in economics, like deficit spending was a good thing. I just don't understand how that. Oh, here's U.S. population three three thirty four. I was pretty close. Um, and then we <laughs> look at look at our. Biggest Medicaid, Medicare, mm-hmm. and healthcare is so high, and Social Security is next, and then Defense and War, which the budget for, I'm okay, I'm slightly okay with having a big deficit for defense slash war because I know that our country's safe. However, I think the U.S. dollar is based on that dollar amount right there. Our Social Security that we owe 1.3 trillion dollars. How are we paying for anyone to have a dollar right now? Over the age of 67. I don't know. But this is overwhelming to look at. And one point, almost $1.6 trillion in just healthcare alone. And how much are those insurance companies making in profit every single year? Like Cigna, Blue Cross, uh, Aetna. I know I'm forgetting a couple, but those are the big players. Oh, yeah, dude. Set, uh, yeah. Your monthly premium versus it's how much an, they'll pay insane. out. Insane. Absolutely. 
that is like how are we not focusing on healthcare to to a degree just like looking at the monetary value how are we not and it's like social security okay it's not raising as fast as all these other parameters but are we not like taxing us enough is too and and i think the big question is there's a lot there's a huge boomer population that's about to enter this and it's going to be catastrophic my dad just entered retirement i think five years ago your dad's been in that for a minute too i i believe there's a lot of people that are a parent's age that are still working and if they're all going to start re- retiring the next you know two three years we're going to see this go from 1.2 and i i know it's going to double in the next 10 years yeah because look at the look at the U.S. this one U.S. federal debt to G, GPD ratio, nineteen sixty when the taxes were really high, fifty two. We kind of caught a break in nineteen eighty when we lowered taxes a lot, but now it's catching up with us, and now we're at one hundred and twenty. We have quadru or almost quadrupled in sixty years. <laughs> That's insane. This is just. This is overwhelming. <laughs> it, it's and here's our income tax. So we're two point six trillion dollars. This is revenue. I don't give a shit about revenue. I want to know what uh, gross profit is. Like, and that's what's frustrating is that we as a country are earning four point six trillion dollars, which is the richest country in the world. Yet we're spending uh, almost seven times more than that. Almost eight, almost eight times more than that. No, that's just from taxes, right? Which is how does the government make money? That's true. Taxes, because we're tax. Because that's. I'm Our, also looking at the GDP. Look at this total debt to GDP ratio: one hundred and thirty-three percent, and the negative. That's a negative number, not a positive. We want that to be opposite. If a company's making one hundred and thirty-three percent based on the services they provide, based on what we're exporting out as a company. Fantastic. Fortune 500, number one on the Fortune 500 list, baby. <laughs> and, and this is what's like skewed is our GDP because it's like what we sell. It's, mm-hmm. but, and then, so this is where people get confused. So we're earning $26 trillion. I don't, this is not per year, obviously, because that'd be a shit ton of money. And then we get another four, so about thirty. But our national debt, but no, 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 no. That that's not what it is. It's this is what we're spending mm-hmm. every single year. I don't know if anyone's ever run a company before, but if you're spending that much for as long as the United States has been around, it ain't good. You're doing business wrong. <laughs> you're doing business wrong, and. uh Amazing new mobile app. Yeah. I mean, it's just, if I don't know about you, but if, um, if I'm doing stocks and I see a bunch of red, a lot more reds than I see in greens, something ain't right. <laughs> something ain't right. Yeah. This is very red. It's a very red page. It's, uh, it's frightening. So we're screwed, right? Oh, and last thing I want to show you is um, into it on how the uh, lobby or who's getting the money. Because I think that's important. I'm sure this won't make me mad at all. 
Oh, no. So in 2022, they spent a total of $3.5 million, which is probably like nothing to what they're making because they're making a billion, billions of dollars per year. Here's a breakdown. Uh, there's a, a lot more recipients, but I just want to show you. It's, it doesn't matter. Side of the aisle. They don't give a shit. They're, they're doing everything they can to... Uh, Keep in power. Holy shit. I'm surprised it's mostly Democrats. Are you, though? I mean, keep the people poor. And one of my good friends that I grew well, up more with. More money we're to not, the government makes me think Democrat. We're not good friends anymore. Um, but he always said, because his dad was a politician for um, Sam Graves, I believe, Missouri, is that Democrats... Keep people poor and Republicans pe- keep people stupid. And I'm a I'm a hundred percent a believer in that to this day and age. So next time you vote, keep that in mind. You want to be stupid or poor? Both. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both. So that's uh, a. Yeah. That's taxes, man. That's, I mean, I we could probably go a lot more in depth, but we're just, again, I just, I don't know what the common occurrence that I'm hearing from our podcast, other podcasts is just, what the fuck is going on in America? Like you see, uh, maybe this is for another time, but you see protests that are happening in France right now. People really standing up, people storming BlackRock, which owns pretty much the entire world at this point, BlackRock and Vanguard. Mm-hmm. And they're actually doing something about it. And America's like, yeah, let's talk about it, let's talk about it, but we don't do anything. Hey, guys, anyone want to go storm BlackRock tomorrow and buy me a plane ticket? I'm there with you. Our problem is, is we want to point and shout at each other and dunk on each other. That's that's yeah. what we want to do. It's not about solutions. It's all it's, it's about being being right. I know. I, virtuous. I I really feel like um writing my senators and and shit. I, for the first time in my life, like I I really want to do that. What would you say to him? Quit being a piece of shit. <laughs> first off, Although, like, it's, so it starts from the ground, right? Supporting local to state. I really like our my state governor, uh, Laura Kelly. I think she's kind of in the middle, kind of believes for things on both sides, and she's been a great governor in the state of Kansas. I don't have any problems with her. Uh, uh, I do have a problem with the... Um, I don't want to get into this right now, but... I... Um, I, I yeah I, I think it it starts there and if they keep doing this like we we gotta do something more drastic like I as far as like the whole January sixth thing man I don't almost blame people for standing up for what they truly believe in because at least at least those people that stormed the Capitol and we talked about this had to believe in something and they did something about it. Instead of just talking about it. So I, I don't condone what happened to anyone that was injured or uh, lost their lives on that day, nor do I condone what happened at we the don't Capitol. don't condone storming the Capitol. 
However, it I think it just comes to a point where it's like, I'm done with this shit. I'm done living in this society that these guys can control every aspect of our lives and we're not getting any farther in it. What was the, that was the whole point of the American Revolution was yeah. a group of people standing up and saying we're done doing this right. shit. We're right. we're tired of living this way. We don't want to live this way. We want to live the way that we want to live, not under your thumb. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Not blah blah blah. But just here we every are. time I do these podcasts, I just like at the end, I don't get the sense of like relief. Like, yes, we're talking about it, and I'm happy. I just don't get the sense of relief. Like, man, we're doing a difference in this world, you know. So. That's what I'm going to yeah. leave this, this on. And I know that's like super kind of depressing, but it's reality, dude. It's fine to be realistic about things. I mean, it's part of being, that's part of, you know, it's part of what we're about. The truth. Yeah. It's uncomfortable and it's disappointing and it's, it, is. it is what it is. And that's what it is. And I think it's important that more people are, you know, thinking about, you know, what's, what's real, like the truth of things than, you know, the veil of things, if you will. Sure. That's a great um, point. But I mean, you know, unfortunately, like we're going through kind of a, we're going through one of those, you know, eras as a country. And it's honestly, I revert back to that saying where it's, you know, we're in that cycle of where they talk about strong men create, Good times, good times create weak men, weak men create bad times, but bad times create strong men. We're kind of in that cycle and we're kind of in that area where we're kind of in the bad times, you know, we are. because I think, you know, and I, you know, whatever your belief, you know, everyone's individual beliefs are, but I think once we've started moving into this kind of woke, you know, the, we, these woke yeah. politics and Oh, we're more concerned about offending people than actually doing things to help people financially um, and creating laws that actually do address equity instead of it being like, you know, I'm not going to get into it because again, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to stir shit up, but I mean, all this shit going on with, you know, transgender rights and stuff like that. And it's like, dude, I don't honestly think people give a shit about one, if you're one, transgender or not. I think one, we're more concerned about, you know, I think we have bigger fish to fry at this point. We're on the verge of world war three. Our you economy bring, is but you bring up such a good point is that people were so um, against like supporting a co- one company, right. That supported uh, um, one individual that they wanted to put their cans and represent them. And we brought their like stock price down five percent one one week. That's catastrophic for a company. Not catastrophic. Budweiser would be fine, right? What if we did that with the federal government of some sort of faction in one area or another, right? And insane what we could do instead. We're just like, oh, the the one percent of people that are actually being like affected over this. Like we're really that offended. Brother, yeah. I don't give a shit if I go and drink a Bud Light tomorrow. I don't. I don't even drink Bud Light, so like, I don't either. I don't like. Rice and look, food. I think it's. I think it's. I. I believe in the saying, "Go woke, go broke." So Bud Light sure. did it to themselves. Like you yeah. just completely alienated the largest portion of your 
of look your ta- consumer base. Look, look at your target audience, really. Yeah. It, just, so I'm like, just going to point that out. Who cares? Like, if, I, if I'm selling a product that's like, uh, who's the company that makes the uh, comfortable shit for men's like undergarments? There's, they have some funny commercials where it's, I don't know. It, I, anyways, they have a target audience and they nail it and they, they're good at it. So why not um, double down on that? Yeah. They're not going to go and be like, well, I see you recently got a penis or something. It, like, <laughs> like, you know, like they're not going to be like, let's target that audience. That's 1% of the population. No penis, no problem. Right. Here's a Bud Light. <sighs> no. Like, honestly, dude, like we're in a capitalist society. Like you, I'm sure a beer company would come along that wants that target audience. Sure. Cool. They can make it. Do it. it. Go for it. Do it. Yeah. Who the fuck cares? Like, my God. Yeah. And it's like, I think we're getting off topic. Well, no, we're on topic because we're talking about the government. We're talking about taxes. Oh, Oh, sure. And I mean, honestly, like what reverting back to what you just said about, um, about instead of focusing on that, focusing on the government, the government doesn't give a shit about you. The government gives a shit about having power and taking from you. So why don't we focus on saying fuck you to the government since they've been saying fuck you to all of us? What if we just all stop paying taxes? What would they do? You're going to come arrest 330. Well, three, you're going to arrest 157 million individuals. People? Yeah. You guys got maybe eight, eight, 80,000 in your workforce. And you're going to, so if you're going to, yeah, you're going to arrest over half the population. Who's going to pay your taxes then? Oh, if they're all in jail now, what yeah. are you going to do? Wow. You're going to charge more for the 20% of individuals that didn't file. Oh, guess what? All your highest paid earners don't pay taxes already. It, the government would be shit without the middle class and people don't understand that. And they keep shitting on the middle class. They keep shitting on us. And so next year I'm not filing my taxes. We're not. So if, so if you're pro government, you're fucking stupid. You really are. You really are. You're fucking brainwashed. And I say that to people on both sides of the aisles, because I know there's pro government people on both sides. You're fucking brainwashed. You really are getting played. They don't care about you. They really don't. And you know how I know they don't care about you. And this is isolated. But after that, um, the shooting in Nashville, when fucking Corrine Jean-Pierre said that transgenders are under attack. No motherfucker. Children are under attack. Yeah. Not the transgender community. Yeah. Okay. That's, That's how I know the government doesn't give a shit about just you. Just another woke policy to get them to compare about someone that matters of the 1%. I'm not saying you don't matter as a 1% person that chooses that lifestyle or doesn't choose that, depending on how you believe or, or not, whatever. That's fine. But I, I'm with you. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Dude, you're gay, bisexual, whatever fucking letter you are of the thing, I don't care. Live your life. Do do your thing. Don't infringe on my rights. I won't infringe on yours. Yep. Okay. But Easy holy set. shit, fuck the government. 
And on that note, we're done. Boom. Fuck the, fuck the government. Fuck the government. But we have been we have no. been doing some fun stuff recently. No. I was just sorry. I was just taking a left turn there. No, we're ending it right there. Well, I'm just saying, dude. I don't want to end it on a good note. <laughs> I want to end it angry. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! Just let me end it there. All right. No, I was just gonna say, dude. We've been streaming lately. Oh, sure. Yeah, we've yeah. been having You've fun. been streaming. You've been streaming. Yeah, but it's been with you. I know. I'll I'll get my stream back up. Yeah. Running. So, so I, if anyone's on Twitch, please follow the Rowdy Rooster. Rooster spelled with a two uh, zero. Yeah. Instead of. R zero zero S T E R, not mm-hmm. zero zero or not O O. It's zero zero, the number. And um, if I and ever decide to stream again, I'll uh, sponge I'll, with a gun. I'll I'll, stri- I'll I'll put my deets down below. And I've got I've got that I've got that channel up on YouTube and yep. Watch the streams. They're fun. Yeah. Fun times. Get your it, mind off. It is fun. I I was cracking up this today when the fucking he, alligator. No, 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 no. The alligator is funny, but when the, the like boss man was that the boss man? Oh, when I was playing Resident Evil. Oh my gosh! And he was. Uh, oh, now I remember uh, last night. But no, no, it was uh, your. Let's end the stream. Fuck the government. We're done. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're done. Okay. All right. We're done. We're done with this episode. Bye. All right. I'm playing the outro. See, see, see you the next, next one. Yeah. Fuck the government. Fuck the government. Congratulations. You've made it to the end. You might as well tune in for the next episode of Indecent Exposure. That's all, folks. Until next time, Space Cowboy.